everyone's favorite conspiracy theory website is threatened with lawsuits and takedown notices. Their crime? Accusing Bill Gates of wanting to melt elderly people from the inside out. Since when is <laughs> since when is the truth been illegal? And then we travel to South Africa to meet a man who has a broken thigh bone and goes to the hospital. It's supposed to be a routine procedure. But when he goes missing, hospital staff have no idea they're about to be plunged into a bizarre and brutal mystery. And then we plug ourselves into the most bizarre conspiracy theory of all. If rocket ships are phallic, because they are, if you didn't know that, if you didn't know that, rocket ships are very phallic. The Earth-based rockets is a little long for an intro. If rocket ships are phallic, is a, is, a fly, is a flying saucer what an alien's wing looks like. Yeah, we're going to talk about that today on Dead Rabbit Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. I hope you guys had a great weekend. I am feeling much, much better. I think you guys can hear it in my voice. Last week I dealt with a really bad earache, but I am back. Better than normal. Better than normal. I'd say, you know who else is better than normal? One of our newest Patreon supporters coming into Dead Rabbit Command. It's Famlika. Everyone give a round of applause to Famlika doing cartwheels into our headquarters here. Famlika, you're going to be our captain, our pilot this episode. Because you can't support the Patreon. That's fine, too. Just help spread the word about the show. Really, really helps out a lot. Famlika, I'm going to go ahead and toss you the keys to the Dead Rabbit Dirigible. We are leaving behind Dead Rabbit Command. We are headed up, up, and away, all the way out to Irma Lake Lodge, Wyoming. Famlika's perfectly piloting this thing. We're in stealth mode because if you're a regular listener of Dead Rabbit Radio, and if you're not, that's fine too. We'll do a quick update. If you guys just get your news from the actual news, you may not be aware of this. Bill Gates, a millionaire computer designer, prototypical nerd, Bill Gates, is actually currently on trial. It's this military tribunal for crimes against humanity. He, If I remember the series of events correctly, he had a... We covered this on the show. It was breaking news. I'm sure you saw it on CNN or Fox as well. But in Irma Lake Lodge, it, it was revealed that there was a bunch of tunnels underneath it. And he was, like, full of dead kids, or, like, some kids were alive and some kids were dead. I don't know. I don't really remember the details. It's gory either way, right? I mean, like, if they're living kids, that's just as... Well, I don't know if that's just as bad, but it's just, it's just bad. You shouldn't have any kids in your basement at all. Even if you have a family, let your kids play in the front yard. But anyways, he does, he had a bunch of kids in his his, his basement. He did, Okay, so here's the thing. I have to be very, very careful with this because he didn't, right? You guys know what a joke is. When I report on these Bill Gates stories or the Tom Hanks stories or whatever, I'm joking. And I, you guys know that. But here's the problem. The people at Spotify don't because I have one episode missing from, what, 730-something episodes at this point? If you go to Spotify, they're all there except for one. And I think the title was, Is Bill Gates the Antichrist? And I was, I don't, I haven't listened to the episode in forever. I can tell you pretty much, I can tell you pretty much what it is. It's the same type of nonsense we're covering here. But for whatever reason, Spotify knocked that one down. The rest of them are still all on there. So I don't know who triggered that or who flagged it. I was obviously being very facetious about it. But who knows? But anyway, so I feel... 
I feel like at least one of Bill Gates' lawyers listens to this podcast, and I'm sure you enjoy it. I do talk about Bill Gates all the time. I find it odd that that's the episode that got deleted. Now, it's still on YouTube. It's still on every other podcast app. It's just not on Spotify. But I also have to be very careful because of the subject matter we're talking here. This is why we're going back to real raw news. Irma Lake Lodge, Fam Lika's flying the... Fam Lika's the lawyer for Bill Gates. They're like, oh, I'm glad I'm on this episode. Flying the dirigible over, <laughs> over Fam Lika's boss's house. Real Raw News loves to publish these stories about these world figures being held in this tribunal. Like, Hillary Clinton was pooping her pants in Guantanamo Bay. I think she was recently hung or electrocuted or shot, one of, one of those things. Nancy Pelosi has a lookalike who wears a, a Nancy Pelosi mask. Runs around San Francisco, <laughs> runs around, goes, goes into Congress, passes laws and stuff like that. It's not the real her. And and President Biden is the actor from uh, the erotic tales of the Invisible Man. It's, it's just utter nonsense that this website, Real Raw News, puts out. And all those episodes I'll put in the show notes. Because I'm sure if you haven't heard those, you're curious. I had recently discovered, I was poking around Real Raw News. I found this, and it, it kind of bummed me out, honestly. Because we've covered Real Raw News a lot. It's this website that peddles this stuff. I came across this disclaimer, and this is what it says. Information on this website, this is actually on the website itself, and it's kind of difficult to find. The website is not well made, and one thing I've noticed about these hardcore conspiracy websites, they're always terribly designed. I don't know why, I don't know if it's a bug or a feature, because if you go to the About Us page on on the Real Raw News, it just brings you to the front page. Like, you have to really click around to find this disclaimer, and it says, information on this website is for informational and educational and entertainment purposes. This website contains humor, parody, and satire, and when I read that, I said... That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense, right? Because these stories don't make sense. It doesn't make sense. We know Hillary Clinton wasn't pooping her pants in Guantanamo Bay. I cannot, I cannot verify she didn't poop her pants anywhere else. I will not go on the record to say she didn't poop her pants in Vermont. But she did not poop them in Guantanamo Bay. So I saw that. And I thought, damn it. Like At that point, I thought, I'm just not really probably going to cover real raw news again. Because it kind of took... It, it, <sighs> If they're cracking, if it's the onion for a conspiracy theorist, then then it's funny, but it's not. I can't really talk about it on the show. And, and to continue this disclaimer, it says we have included this disclaimer for our protection on the advice of legal counsel. So I read that and I thought, well, are, is it? Are they actually saying that this is a comedy website, or are they saying we have to tell people it's a comedy website so we can't be sued? And you'll see that when you go to eBay and you buy haunted paintings or haunted dolls. I'm probably going to be selling both of those pretty soon. But when you go to eBay and you look at the descriptions, it says this is for entertainment purposes only. We make no promises that this doll actually has a ghost in it. And it's kind of a wink, wink, nod, nod saying this does have a ghost in it, but Amazon won't let us sell it because it ghosts don't exist according to Amazon. It's just like a, an out. It's a legal out. So when I saw that, I thought, well, I probably won't cover them anymore. If it's satire, I don't I want to cover it. But I, all, I, I immediately thought, I found out about Real Raw News because of an other website we used to cover all the time, Dark Outpost, that is 100% authentic, I, I believe. I mean, now I'm a little puzzled. But they seem to be really authentic craziness, and they quoted these guys all the time. So whether or not it's satire, that you may be having a laugh, and that's fine. I can't tell you what to laugh at. <laughs> 
But it's definitely affecting the conspiracy sphere. Because I'm seeing this stuff being reported other places. But I, I decided when I read this, it's probably like two or three weeks ago, I said I'm just not going to cover real raw news anymore on the show. However, I still enjoy the website. I will still go and check out these articles and get a good laugh. And that is when I saw this one. And I don't think this is satire. I don't think this is. It's a very, very interesting article. On September 7th, they published two articles. One was um, Bill Gates is on day four of his tribunal. And what happened was they brought forth evidence that Bill Gates melted elderly people from the inside out. Uh, I don't even know where to start with that one. I mean, do I do I really have to go into detail? I guess back in the 90s, he uh, Microsoft or the Bill Gates Foundation or something like that was running a pneumonia shot for five years like you take get the shot you don't have to get the flu shot for five years and people sign up for it and 250 of the people melted their organs <laughs> they, they weren't m&ms they just melted and their organs melted away and stuff like that and i go whoa i that's probably like some old conspiracy theory i, I wouldn't surprise me we know bill gates was doing vaccine stuff back then oh there goes there goes the spotify trigger right now that i said that in one sentence we know that he's been doing health work and working on vaccines and, and trying to beat malaria in Africa and stuff like that. So maybe maybe he was affiliated with a group that was working on a five-year-long flu vaccine, and they were looking for volunteers in the Seattle area. That was kind of—I don't think he melted people, right? <laughs> Do I have to say that? I don't think he melted anybody. I think we would have known about that even if there was a big cover-up, because according to Real Raw News, one person survived of this 90-year-old woman, and she's like, I lost both my eyeballs, and both my kidneys failed, and I got one lung, but here I am, and here I am in beautiful Guantanamo Bay to testify against Bill Gates, and she said her organ shut down, she was the only person to survive this organ-melting thing, this elderly lady, and she said while she was in the hospital room back in Seattle back 20 years ago, she got a phone call, and she recognized the voice of Bill Gates, and he goes, don't tell anyone about this, remember you signed those non-disclosure agreements, so goodbye, and I thought, here's... I, the media, I read that and I immediately thought, who, who in the world could recognize Bill Gates' voice? So Real Raw News reported that, and then they also reported this. Same day, bad timing, Real Raw News. They got an email, or a series of emails, from the Gates Foundation spokesperson, Mark Suzman. The whole article's so bizarre. So on September 2nd, they get this first, they get this first couple of cease and desist orders, and they're saying... You're going to be hit with fines and takedown notices, and you'll face jail time, which is not how that works. I think I think Real Raw News can't help but lie. Oh, and I should say this, actually. After I found out about their disclaimer, I emailed Michael Baxter. He's the owner of Real Raw News. He writes all the articles, and I asked him, is your website satire? And he hasn't responded yet, but I did reach out to him about that. But he has this article, and he says, Mark Sussman writes this saying, you have to remove all of this Bill Gates stuff. You can't have this out here. It's it's not true. If you look at the comments, some of the people are going, well, it's a satire website. Satire website. So you can't sue somebody who claims it's satire. And they posted about a time that Rachel Maddow, she's a commentator for MSNBC, and uh, who's the other guy? Uh, Tucker. Tucker Carlson on Fox have both been sued and they their defenses and they won was saying this is an entertainment show. It's an opinion-based show. We're not hard news, and they aren't. 
So that was they their lawsuits apparently failed. So people on the website were saying that real raw news is the same. It, it's satire. You can't sue someone for writing satirical articles, even though it's hard to discover it's satire. But in the article itself, Real Raw News posted this, this quote. Real, Real Raw News stands by its reporting and sources who risk their lives and livelihoods to provide us with sensitive information. And then it goes on to say, if we weren't confident in our reporting or our ability to legally defend ourselves, we wouldn't risk printing these stories and so on and so forth. I want to talk about this for a couple of reasons, and I'll wrap this up super quick. One, whether or not Real Raw News is satire, it is entertaining. I don't know how much I'm going to cover on it going forward, because I don't want to just be covering jokes. The same reason why I don't cover creepypasta or ARGs, right? Because we just know the, where they're from to begin with, and we know the motivation behind them. A creepypasta will always be, or for the most part... 99% of the time will be creepier than a real story. And an ARG will be more mysterious than a lot of real mysteries because they're designed that way. They know how humans love to read and they know how to craft a story. Reality doesn't have that. Reality's messy and the mysteries are messy. And satire would fall in the same thing. They know what's funny so they can make a funny sounding conspiracy. On the other hand, I thought it was interesting... A big thing with this stuff, and we've talked about it on the show. We talked about it as recently as the Tom Hanks episode. Someone will, come, someone will come out and make a crazy claim. They'll come out and they'll say that. Chris Evans loves to wear the skin of elderly women once a month. He's, he's, he's not a sicko. He doesn't do it every single day. But once a month, he goes into his closet and he pulls out this leathered old woman's skin. And he puts it on. He's like, I'm sure, sure glad Bill Gates melted all those old people. And I make that claim. Right, and I can back it up, and it's disgusting, and people go, that's something that could catch on, because well, it's true, it's totally true, Chris Evans does do that, but no, um, it's gross, people don't trust the elite, people don't trust wealthy people to begin with, so, and it's, again, conspiracy theories that are gross actually catch on quicker, so it, it would have legs, it would have wrinkly, leathery legs to run on, and then, of course, he's going to ignore it. Because he doesn't even know. He doesn't even know that he said that. He didn't listen to this episode yet. He listened to the other 730. He hasn't gotten to this one. But let's say he does here. Let's say he goes viral. Let's say all of you people start tweeting. Tweeting and on Instagram. And posting this. Chris Evans wears elderly skin. Let's get it, tr let's get it, let's get it trending. Let's say a million people start talking about it. Or He's never going to respond to it. Because it's so absurd. Because if you stopped and responded, the more famous you get, the more power you assume, the more weirdos come out of the woodwork. And if you stopped to comment on every bizarre belief, that's all you would ever do. Every press conference, they'd be like, Chris Evans, you know, before we talk about the Avengers 4, we want to know about that uh, meme that went around a couple of years ago about you wearing old lady skin. You can't do it. So a lot of times you see, and we talked about this in Tom Hanks' episode, people go, if it's not true, they would sue us. They would sue us, but they know if they take us to court, we're able to present evidence. We're able to haul Exhibit A, this old woman's skin. Chris Evans like, ah, they broke into my closet. So they don't want to go to court because they know it's true. But here we have that. Here we have, if this is true, which it would be a weird double bluff, right, to lie about getting caught lying about someone. It would be really, really Inception-level deception inception deception you might say don't say that don't don't ever say that again but 
he, if this is true, then that argument goes out the window because they are saying we are willing to take you to court over this stuff, satire or not. For and satire is not the best defense either, especially when you say that you have reporters and they're risking their lives. Good boffins died to find this Bill Gates story. Very, very interesting. Very. We'll see how it goes. We'll see where it goes. Either real raw news will eventually get shut down and they'll become a whole news. I don't think it'll go that far. But something will happen. If they stop the Bill Gates saga, it's possible. But an interesting conspiracy within the conspiracy theory community, and that is always entertaining to me. Famlika, I'm going to go ahead and toss you the oars to the Dead Rabbit Robo. We are leaving behind Irma Lake Lodge. It's probably landlocked. We'll find a long river. We are rowing all the way out to... Durban, South Africa. Splishity splash. Splishity splash, rowing all the way out there while Famlika is having a Mai Tai and enjoying the breeze. That, that's the benefit of being a captain. This is a story I came across. Absolutely bizarre mystery. And as you're re I was reading this article in the Mail and Guardian, which is a South African newspaper. I was reading this article by Nelisui Masomi. It's one of those articles, as I was reading, I was like, that's interesting, that's interesting. And newspaper articles are written in an inverted triangle, where the most important information is at the top. And information, as you get farther down the article, the information gets less and less important. And that way, an editor can just take off the last two paragraphs if there's not room in the newspaper. Online, it doesn't really matter as much. But And the reader, when's the last time you finished an article? A lot of times, unfortunately, some people just read the headline. That drives me up the wall. But you read the headline... And then, then you read what the headline's about, and you read the context of it, and you read the first couple paragraphs. First paragraph's most important. And then you probably read halfway through, and the information does start to become less and less important. This article... Okay, so let's talk about this. May 10th, 2019, in Durban, South Africa, we're at the Mahatma Gandhi Memorial Hospital, and there's a dude walking in, probably not walking in, probably getting wheeled in, named Sandile Sibia. 53-year-old man, he's a builder by trade, and he often gets injured on the job. But this day, he injures his leg, he injures his thigh, and he's like, oh, man, just all, all on a day's work. I haven't built something unless I've been injured. But he's continuing to putter around the work site, and his leg keeps hurting more and more. It's not a sensitive man. Like, he can walk off a lot of injuries. But when, but when he looks down, his pants are getting tight. When he's like, well, that's weird. I don't remember wearing yoga pants. I don't remember wearing jeans on one leg and the other leg yoga pants. He goes to the hospital and he has a busted femur. I mean, it's like really, really injured. I don't know what, I don't know what accident led to this. But he was walking around for a bit. Starts swelling up. He's in the hospital. Now, he's there for about three days. It's that bad of an injury. And after three days, they say, you know what? We're actually going to send you to this other hospital. We're going to have the specialist take a look at you and see what we can do for this because this is not going to be well. So they're going to transfer him to Addington Hospital. And the day they're getting ready to transfer him, they go into his room. He's not there. And they're thinking, they're, it's weird because this is a guy with a broken leg. Now, although he's able to, you know, sustain injuries that would probably give all of us a really really bad week the staff go well he couldn't have gotten far i mean he has a broken leg we've been treating it for three days however maybe if he was stubborn maybe he would try going home let's just look around the hospital and see if we can find him so they're checking the hospital go to the chapel go to the other rooms go to where all the sexy nurses take their break they can't find this dude they can't find sandile 
They end up calling his family. Family comes down to help look for him. They're like, do you know of any hidey holes he likes to hide in? Did he always pretend he was Harry Potter and live under stairs? Family's looking for him. Security's looking for him. Staff is looking for him. Eventually, they call the police and file a missing persons report. They have no idea where this dude is. 14 days later, May 24th, that's when the smell starts. Dude, did you smell that? And they're like, <laughs> I'm in a hospital. They're holding, they're holding a, a bedpan full of human poop. They're like, no, 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 not that. The, uh, the other disgusting smell. You have to think, like, if you go into a restaurant and it smells bad, you're not comfortable. If you went outdoors, you're walking around outdoors and you smell something really bad, you can just maybe keep walking. <laughs> you keep walking, you're walking by a body, like a mass grave. You're like, ah, oh, the smell will get better eventually. <laughs> right where here, where the genocide ends, 100 feet away. But in a hospital, that's one place you don't want to smell bad. I would say a hospital, a, f- a restaurant, a hospital, a restaurant, or your house would also be really bad. But this isn't, this isn't a list of things where stuff smells bad. This is a, a mystery that has to do with the smell. They're continuing to look around, and I think the staff is kind of realizing. Actually, I wonder if they did. I wonder, because it's 14 days later. I mean, are they still looking for this dude? Do they figure he's just around town? I don't think they're... I don't think when they go, oh, that, must, <laughs> that smells like Sandile. That must be that man who's missing. But they do smell something horrible. They can't locate this, the center of the smell. They can't locate the source of the smell. And then at one point, an employee is going about his business, and he opens up a storage room. He goes inside. Drip, drip. Drip, drip. As it's There's this liquid dripping from the ceiling, and this is where the smell is the worst. So they go, they go and they get the newest hire. They go get the person who's at the bottom of the totem pole, and they give him a ladder. And make them climb up and see what's up there. And sure enough, they move away a panel. And there is Sandile. Dead. Obviously, he wasn't just he was up there eating sauerkraut for 14 days. Do you miss me? They're like, yeah. Now he's dead. And his body was rotting. And the dripping was his liquefied remains soaking through the ceiling. And you're reading this and you're like, okay, wait a second. This dude who was bedridden for three days, who had a broken thigh bone, swollen leg, disappeared. That's the weird part one, him being able to shamble out of the hospital and no one seeing him. But now you're telling us he climbed into a roof, like into the ceiling, where they had to get a ladder to get up in there. So not only was this guy immobile, too immobile to leave the hospital, now they're trying to tell the family that he climbed up a ladder. And the family's like, that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense at all. What did he die of? What did he die of? They're asking the doctors. The doctors are kind of looking at each other, and the coroner reports are inconclusive. They don't know how this guy died. And this is a 100% true story. This is not creepypasta. This was reported in several newspapers at the time. They have no idea how this guy climbed up into the ceiling, how he died, why he did any of this. Now, the hospital said, well, according to medical records, he was mentally ill, and you can never predict what mentally ill people can do. Sometimes sometimes they can fly. Sometimes they can hover five feet into the air and walk into the ceiling. His family goes, he's not mentally ill. And mentally ill people can't fly. I don't think I would take advice from that, doctor. But his family says that's not true. He was actually never diagnosed with being mentally ill or anything like that. 
So it was this weird thing. Was, was the hospital trying to cover their butts by going, well, you know, mentally ill people will do mentally ill things. They'll walk around on broken legs and climb into roofs. And the reporters are like, that's not, that's not generally not known what mentally ill people do. It's generally not their modus operandi. But the family says that's not true. And I'm reading this article and I, I go, that's a really cool mystery. How did he get into the ceiling? But then, the, this is like t- two paragraphs to the bottom of this article. And I was already hooked. I was already like, I'm going to talk about this on my show. Just a cool little mystery. Almost 80% way through the article, I get to this sentence. Strangely, quote, strangely enough, Sibaya is at least, <laughs> they're qualifying this, right? Is at least the second patient to be found dead and among the rafters in a South African public hospital in the last two years. Unquote. A 16-hour drive away from Durban, South Africa, is Stellenbosch, South Africa. October 5th, 2017, at Stellenbosch Hospital, Tetekiki Kosti, 61-year-old man, had just had abdominal surgery done on him. Stomach surgery would be a more easily pronounced way to do it. He had surgery in his abdomen area. I don't know know how many of you people are avid walkers. I don't know how many people of you people like to get up at any point, like just get up out of bed. The abdomen's pretty important to, you know, like movement. You kind of need that part. So he had just had his abdomen cut open. They did this surgery. He's in recovery. It's like the next day. Right? <laughs> he's sitting there. He's like, oh, my stomach, it still hurts. The nurse comes into his room. It's 5.15 a.m. And she's like, his nurse, she's there to make sure that he's not playing with the stitches, that he's not trying to eat a bunch of spaghetti. They're like, no, no, no. And then she goes, I'm going to go get you some new linens. I'm going to go get you some fresh bed sheets. And she leaves the room and she comes back shortly afterwards. What, maybe a half hour, an hour at most? He's gone. And they're thinking, okay, this guy couldn't have gone. This guy, <laughs> a lot of times we use the term he couldn't have gotten far. Literally, this guy's stomach was open. His abdomen was sliced open just a couple hours ago like the night before, he literally can't get, he literally can't get very far. He has to be somewhere. They search everywhere in the hospital. They can't find this guy. On October 7th, two days later, they call up the family and they're like, hey, you know, don't panic. But, uh, you know, you know that loved one you dropped off at our hospital? He doesn't happen to be, be at your house right now. He's not there. And they're like, no, no, he wasn't. So the family came down there. They, it's the same thing. The family comes down. They're looking for him. And 13 days later, October 18th, they find him in the ceiling. Not on the ceiling. Not in the attic. He's not hanging out. He's not sitting in some haunted rocking chair. He's like stuffed in the ceiling. This is one of those stories that you're almost at a loss for words for. Like, it's a real-life mystery. Both of these are very, very well-documented deaths. They're relatively recent as well. It's not like I'm reading a newspaper article from the 1890s. Super bizarre. And a, a serial killer? Like, is it someone's weird... Fa- do, did they do... Did two men, 16-hour drive apart... It's different sides of the country, really have do with this were they was it ghosts were they possessed 
aliens whose teleporter malfunction could only bring them up into the attic? Who knows? Super bizarre story. And it's one of those stories that will have no resolution. Absolutely, absolutely bizarre story coming out of South Africa. I, I guess the only thing that we can wait for is for it to happen again. <laughs> you're listening to this <laughs> You're sitting in South Africa. You're like, oh man, I just had surgery at this hospital. And now, you know, to relax, I'm going to listen to my good old friend, Jason Garber. <laughs> I'm going to put on this podcast. And now you're super scared. You're looking up at the ceiling. Who Cryptid? Is there a cryptid in the ceilings of South African hospitals? Who knows? This really, there's n- no correlation to it in the lore. It's clo- The closest thing you can compare it to is missing 411, really. Like, it just makes no sense. It's po- The most likely answer is both of these guys, against all odds, crawled up into the attic. It doesn't even make sense to... It wasn't the attic. It was, like, in between the floors. It was, like, the little roof. It doesn't even make sense to say, like, two... They don't even know how these guys died. They just ended up in the ceiling and rotted away twice. Once would have been a mystery. Twice is just... Twice is a conspiracy. Twice is a conspiracy. Famlika, I'm going to go ahead and toss you the keys to the carpenter copter. We are leaving me. There's some guy in the ceiling right now. He's like, there's still time. Save me, save me. We're like, nah, you're good. You're good. Smell you later. Famlika, go ahead and fire up that carpenter copter. We're leaving behind this begging man. We are heading on out to Mount Rainier in Washington. Mount Rainier, most famously known for, I mean, sure, geology weirdos probably know it for way more stuff, but to the the rest of the world, to us cool kids, Mount Rainier is known as the very first sighting of the flying saucer. Now, UFO sightings can go back centuries, millennia, but the flying saucer, the disc, was really named when Kenneth Arnold, he was a private pilot flying by Mount Rainier back in 1947. Saw what he described as flying saucers. Basically dishes turned upside down. Dinner dishes turned upside down. And the reason why we're here, for a little segment, we've only done this once. We're going to try it again. It's called Jason's Thinkins. Jason's... <laughs> you're like, Jason, is this really how you're ending your episode? It is. It is. Because I have some interesting Jason Thinkins this episode. I suppose the last episode, those ones were super... I don't remember what the last ones were. But anyways, these ones are dope. Jason's Thinkins. We'll start off with the one I mentioned in the intro. The rocket ship is not the most aerodynamic vehicle. It's not. A sphere would actually be... Like, if we're shooting stuff and we're trying to pierce the atmosphere, a sphere would actually be more aerodynamic. The rocket ship, and even the space shuttle to a certain extent, the rocket ship 100% is phallic. It is a phallic shape. And you could say, like, I mean, what's more effective? A club, which is just like a big lump, <laughs> big lump Fred Flintstone. That's what I picture. Captain Caveman, a big, big lump. Or a sword. Now, swords, they look dope, but they're very phallic. They come to a point. And they're constantly getting dull. They're constantly breaking. It's a parry weapon at best. Come on, come on, come on, knife nuts out there. It's not the greatest weapon while the club... Like, I prefer baseball bats to knives. But I can't walk down the street with a baseball bat. That's illegal. Unless you have a ball and a glove on you, they'd get very suspicious if you're walking around with a baseball bat all day long. You're wearing a business suit. But I carry a knife on me 
every everywhere I go because I can can't carry a baseball bat, but I prefer the bat. I prefer the club. There's just less that can go wrong. It's a defensive and an offensive weapon. You can use it for all sorts of things, knocking down doors, saving babies. You know, <laughs> the baby's learned how to grab, and I'm not a good swimmer. I can just hold it in the water until the baby, you know, grabs onto the edge of it, pull the baby out. You can't do that with a knife. <laughs> you might be able to, but I don't recommend it. I don't recommend it. So what I'm saying is that, and the rocket ship, going back to that, before before this becomes another Jason Thinkins about what type of ways to rescue babies out of water, I was thinking the other day, the, the rocket ship is phallic, and we're shooting male genitalia into space, like the representation of that. We're shooting it from this country to that country. Take that, and really it's just like this phallic thing. Because there's other ways you can do it. Design the ship. What if flying saucers are what their genitals look like. Now, hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> As you've already shut off the podcast, you're like, eh, maybe tomorrow's episode <laughs> Maybe tomorrow's episode will be more coherent. The first two stories are good, but Jason's obviously lost the plot. What if that would explain why there's different spaceships? Like, you have the Black Triangle, so there's an alien race. Maybe that's like a, like a butthole. And then what are, the other, what are the other ones? There's like the big, giant, cigar-shaped ship. That's very phallic, right? That's flying around up there. But And then what's the other most popular one? It's a lot of cylinders. Which, see, that, see, a flying saucer is not very aerodynamic. Like, sure, you can throw a Frisbee and stuff like that. But Frisbees can't really go up super fast. A, a flying saucer going up super fast with all that wind resistance, it's not aerodynamic. It's the opposite of aerodynamic. So are they designing them that way because it reminds them of their genitals? It's their way to present power upon the world. And it would explain why you have all these other different spaceships out there. Tic-tac. <laughs> right? You don't want to be a member of that alien species. That's why aliens aren't disclosing their existence. Because aliens are coming down like, we're the ones who have the cigar-shaped mothership. And everyone's like, yay! And then this alien race comes out. They're like, hey, remember back in 2017 or whenever that was, 2013, that Nimitz battle group? That was us. We're the Tic-Tac UFO. And everyone's like, uh, okay. <laughs> okay. That's my question. Are the different alien ships based on their genitalia? I guess from now on, whenever I talk about the alien ships, whenever I'm like, and then a long tube landed, and they, oh, you're going to be like, oh, oh, that's a good, that's a fun Saturday night for the alien mamas. Here's some more Jason thinkings. I just had this one today, and this is what made me want to do this segment. I was talking to a friend of mine, and she was telling me about an argument she had recently with her daughter. And she said, my daughter swore up and down she told me she was going to go to the play, whatever it was. I was, <laughs> I was barely paying attention, right? My daughter told me she was going to go to the play, and but that conflicted with other plans that I had made. I had already made these plans. And she never told me she was going to the play. And I told her, you never told me that. And she said, I did tell you that. And we got in a big fight about it over whether or not she actually said that. And I'm, this is what happens when you hang out with me, right? She's telling me about some fight she was having with someone very close to her. And I literally, after she got done talking, I'm not going to interrupt her. I turned to her and I said, what if in an alternate reality, she did? I have no idea. I have no idea why I have any friends left in real life. What if, what if in an alternate reality, she did tell you? 
what if we switch back and forth so rapidly between alternate realities? The fact that we can comprehend anything is shocking. Because we always think of it's these big events, these big events. The CERN thing is turned on, and that's what caused the Berenstein Bear effect or the Mandela effect, whatever you want to call it. Or, or there was a massive nuclear war killed off a bunch of people, and we shifted over to this other reality. It's all, or, or I almost died. Like I'm driving on the road. I swear I'm about to get hit by this car, and all of a sudden I'm pulled over to the side of the road, and everything's fine. We've covered stories like that before. I'll put my favorite one in the show notes. But what if it's like... What if it happens all the time? All the time! And would explain why we constantly have these really minor disagreements. There was an alternate reality where she goes, Hey, Mom, I'm going to the play tonight. Oh, okay, then I won't make those dinner reservations. Have fun, have fun at the play. But then she ended up in this reality where she swears that she told her mom. It's an interesting thought, right? It could really drive you crazy. I'm telling you that, I'm telling you that after I told you and you're already like, oh, second guessing everything. Now I'm telling you this might be a cursed thought, but what if every time someone goes, you never told me that and you know you did. It's not because they were inattentive. It's not because they're ignoring you. It's not because they, it's not because Bill Gates melted all their organs and they no longer have a functioning brain. It's because they're from their reality where you never said that. So there you go. There you go. I wanted to share those Jason Thinkins with you. Uh, kind of something, a different way to end an episode. <laughs> you're, you're already you're like, oh man, dude, I'm totally... I'm glad you just threw that last one out just as an afterthought. That's It is super trippy if you think about it. Because how often does that happen? Where someone swears... And we always think, oh, they're just lying or they're not paying attention. You should have paid attention to me. I said I was going to do this. Blah, blah, blah. Starts this big fight. But what if you're both right? Whenever someone says that, you think, wow, maybe you really did say that in alternate dimension. And maybe in our dimension, you didn't. So I didn't know that. So we're both, we're both right. Your friends are like, dude, we are not hanging out. We, you need to stop listening. <laughs> you need to stop listening to that crazy podcast, man. Because he's really messing with your head. I mean, trust me. I don't think, I don't think that, po- that podcast is a net positive on the world. But it is. Because in an alternate reality... Everyone, every single person on the planet listens to this podcast and the world is perfect. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be your email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash DeadRabbitRadio. TikTok is at DeadRabbitRadio. DeadRabbitRadio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys. Peace.